Welcome to episode 72 of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by Jackson Hole Marketplace, Jackson Hole's little community market on the south side of town. Please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash jhm to learn more. Hello from Jackson Hole. I'm Stephan Abrams, your host and guide today. Today's guest is Heather Devine with People Spread Love. Heather began her nonprofit in response to one of the too many mass shootings our country has experienced. Heather's a person who takes action to make a positive impact on the world. She sees each person as being able to take action to spread love, which will change how people interact with each other. Today, we'll learn so much about the special work Heather's doing with her nonprofit, People Spread Love, and how you can take positive action as well to make a difference in your community. Heather, I appreciate you joining me today here at the Jackson Hole Connection. Excited to get to know you on a different level. Yeah. So let's start off as try to start off with everybody is what is your connection to Jackson Hole? How long have you been here? I've been here for nearly nine years. Okay. I actually, similar to many people, I uh, was attracted to this place through my significant other, <laughs> who is now my husband. And the first time I came to visit him while he was out here for a winter, I was hooked. And um, I remember my first experience was being up. It was actually uh, an apartment up on Saddle Butte, and I was making dinner while my now husband was working evenings at White Buffalo Club. And people would just walk in without knocking or ringing a doorbell and just walk in with a backpack and say, hey, I'm from Montana, and then just throw it right onto the couch. And I'd be like, all right, would you like some food? I'm cooking up, you know, and just be feeding (laughs) random people I've never met. So I just thought that was fascinating. And I'm like, wow, because I lived in Richmond, Virginia for 10 years before I moved out here. And I lived alone for the longest time. And of course, living in a fairly large city compared to Jackson, of course, was dangerous being a woman and living alone. So being here where you don't have to lock a car, a door, nothing, you just leave your keys, you know, it's, it's just fascinating to me. I mean, up until now at the airport, you would just park your car, leave your keys on your tire and someone would come pick it up. That's and right. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. So yeah, that was my first impression of Jackson. It's a good first impression. My keys still in my car right now. Oh yeah? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> just, I'm glad it's just you and I. Oh, know, okay. The other people that know where I work. Yeah, exactly. Where that is. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I get you, what you're throwing down. Um, I was there as well. Mm-hmm. It really sticks to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's It just feels better. I mean, there's actually a fat bike near my work right now that hasn't been locked up for months. Ooh. And I'm curious as to whose it is, but I don't want to broadcast it, be, you know. You don't know where I work um, <laughs> full time. Um, but it's fascinating because, um, you know, no one has touched it. Hmm. So, and it's very curious. It's there. The mysterious, mysterious bike. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Not a, not a lock on it. So. And now fast forward, you're married and you have how many children? I have one. one. I have a two-year-old. Two-year-old. Mm-hmm. I know what that is like. Yep. Yes. He's amazing. And your two-year-old's name? Elliot. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Game changer, isn't it? Yes. Life changer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you're a graphic designer by trade. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, 
the reason I wanted to invite you today is you started a very moving, beautiful nonprofit that I was reading about. And it's called Spread Love. People Spread Love. People Spread Love. Yes. Thank you. People yeah. Spread Love. I had that written down. I could have read it <laughs> properly. That's okay. <laughs> so um, tell me what inspired you to create this nonprofit. Well, uh, believe it or not, it was in response to a mass shooting that is all too frequent in this country. Um, it was about nearly, gosh, five years ago. Um, I was sitting in my car listening to NPR and started weeping in my car, hearing about uh, a shooting at Manual African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, and just hearing about these victims being shot during Bible study just broke my heart. So I felt kind of a a need to do something. And I just didn't know what that something was at that point. Uh, I was picking up groceries um, at Albertsons and, you know, kind of had this like feeling or this pulling that I need to go to the, you know, greeting cards. And um, I picked out nine sympathy cards and I, I stood there for about an hour or so. Um, just because I wanted it to have the right messaging inside of it. And of course, you can write your own messaging. Um, but my first instinct was to just me have me and my husband sign the cards. And then I just felt like a heart opening that I needed to have everybody in the community that I knew um, to start signing the cards and maybe fill a box with meaningful items in it that um, would show kind of um, empathy to the families and the community that lost so severely and tragically. Um, and the response was huge when I sent out that email, um, just to see what people's interests were in doing something. And that's kind of when it started. Um, the package was filled with artwork, dried flowers, uh, letters. Primarily, everybody signed the cards I bought already. And everybody met me at a Jackson Hole Live um, back in 2015. I had people come to me and have them sign cards or come to my work. And I started, that's actually where the adoption of People Spread Love came from because it's not Heather Spreads Love, it's he- it's People Spread Love. Um, and the idea and the action is people um, and activating people to do something. So, um, and so the ter- return address said People Spread Love. And I use my PO box, which makes it a little easier <laughs> to <laughs> use a return address for. So yeah, that's how it started. Beautiful story, and thank you for taking action because that's all it takes is one person to take action to yeah. make a change, make a positive change. And thank congratulations! You. Thank you. I, I look forward to the day when people can just write "People Spread Love, Jackson, Wyoming," and it gets here. Yeah, and it gets to you, right? That'd yeah. be sweet. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe after some more seniority, then we can maybe that that could be a thing. <laughs> what do you feel? In the amount of time that you've had the organization, um, the number of people that you've impacted, do you have an idea? You know, it's really far reaching because if you think about how it works is, you know, um, one community writes several letters to one person and then all that person has to do is feel something and feel a reaction to that and then do something and then tells a friend. And some some of the time, um, it's actually more frequent than you think that somebody will call me from across the country and just start weeping and crying or writing me a letter um, to people spread love, not to me specifically. 
but just like, thank you so much for what you did. It meant so much to me. Um, and I share that on the website. There's a whole testimonials page and I have even more. I just haven't got around to updating it, but it's just, it's, it fills you back up, you know, it fills you back up for the hope of humanity and how many people can be affected by something so significant or so, so seemingly small is what I mean to say. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, I would probably say, you know, um, because I, this is super grassroots and um, I am the one who's primarily doing most of the volunteer work. I do have what's called love ambassadors is what I call them <laughs> that are across the country that take this up on their own and do it in their own time. Cause it's really your time and energy that it, there's really low, low costs involved with some, doing something like this. It's just a matter of having enough supplies to write letters and postage. Um, so gosh, I, I have a hard time kind of putting a number to it. Um, but I would probably say, you know, um, anywhere between five to 10 people per month that we write to. Um, so just multiply that by 12 and multiply that by nearly five years and then how many people they tell and then Mm -hmm. volunteer and, and it's on and on and on and on and on because you could be one person in, um, Jackson, Wyoming that receives a package from, someone in our town, but then somebody in DC or somebody in Texas. So you can imagine having several letters sent to you. It's very, it's very filling. It, it fills you up. And, um, uh, my husband actually received letters from our organization. I put it on, um, the seat of his truck and uh-huh. he came inside weeping, um, hmm. and showing gratitude because I made it a secret. <laughs> I made sure that he didn't know that it was coming, but his father passed away, uh, nearly two years ago. Um, or just a little over two years when we found out we were actually pregnant was around the time he passed away. So, um, I, I can, I know directly how it can impact someone and it, it, it makes me feel like, okay, we're doing something right. (laughs) It's actually working. So what is the framework look like for people spread love? So people have an understanding because you're talking about letters and, and gifts. How does this all come about? Like, and I'll stop talking you start explaining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So <laughs> actually, um, because I'm a web designer by trade, so I'm a big nerd um, when it comes to search engine optimization um, with uh, Googling anything or you can actually search how can I spread love and a lot of people will find us through that. So from a voluntary standpoint, people will want to take action and they don't know exactly what that looks like, but they'll Google an organization like mine that does take action and um, either they'll be activated by being a volunteer or they will request love. So it's essentially like a prayer request. What are, you know, who needs love? Why do they need love? What kind of love do they need? Like uh, words of encouragement. Um, some In some cases, depending on what their religious beliefs are, uh, passages and things like that. So I usually ask, especially through our form, for people to really give us more information so then we can really hone in on what and how they'll feel love. Um, So if someone's not religious, then it's important to know that. Mm. So we don't put anything in there that's going to, you know, make them feel the opposite of love. And it's really important that we stick to that, those guidelines. So somebody such as myself might say that I need love Mm -hmm. and go on your website. Yes. And I would fill out some information and then one of your love ambassadors would send something to me. Yes, and exactly. what if I knew of somebody who I felt 
needed to have some love sent to them. More traditionally, that's how it works, where a friend hears about somebody going through something tough, um, like a divorce or losing a child, and they'll fill something out. I have had only two people who've said that they need love um, because I think people don't think that they can do that. Although Mm -hmm. I want more and more people to admit that they could use some encouragement. Mm -hmm. But yes, traditionally, it's somebody else that needs love. Um, And we keep it anonymous. We don't ever uh, tell them who requested love for them. Um, The only time that we, you know, we we start, all we'll do is say, um, if you would like them to know, I'd have you reach out directly to them. Uh, So we don't want to be in between that. Um, And in a lot of cases, there's a lot of really great connections that happen through writing letters to each other. But it's traditionally letter writing um, is what we do crafting um so i brought some with me if you're curious of what they look like but they're so cute we just had an event recently at the whole grocer um and it was a watercolor theme but we had several children there and they made the most beautiful cards and these i think primarily have jokes inside them and so they're just so cute because they're just very authentic um but we have a large range of um age groups that come and join us and they make the most beautiful cards. So can you imagine getting something like these in one parcel is pretty amazing. This is spectacular. I'm going to read this card. Yeah, please. So it says Alice on it. It's for Alice. Yeah, It's for Alice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, my name is Nina. I'm 10 years old Two. Wait till the baby corn. What did the baby corn say to mom corn? Where is popcorn? <laughs> Where is popcorn? It is okay if you don't like that joke. I think it's corny. <laughs> and things will get better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How could somebody not enjoy receiving this randomly? And why do we not do this enough to begin with? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, technology, as much as I rely on it for business, um, you know, there's a real disconnect when it comes to technology mm-hmm. because we don't have enough human connection. And I think that's what I'm trying to do with People Spread Love is have communities come together in this common um, love language, if you will, to come sit down together. And it's also a really fun community participation, too, because then you can sit with people you've never sat with before, or had discussions with before, and it's a positive space. So I've actually had a few, um, I've had several meet and makes is what I call them, but we'll have a a meet and make and they're generally public, open to the public. And what people do is um, we sit and we listen to music and we eat good food and we make art essentially and, and write letters together. And there'll be conversation naturally around the table. And there's been a few times where someone will say something negative and then you'll hear somebody else policing them like hey we're here to spread love we're not here to like gossip or say Mm -hmm. anything like negative and it's just really beautiful to see what kind of behavior we see around the table table it's very inclusive and it's very loving that's that's wonderful yeah i notice because having kids as well and being a father that kids are so inclusive and like to stay positive and just be silly and it doesn't matter what the reaction is. And right now we're in the world of jokes. And our youngest, he likes to tell jokes. My oldest, he remembers jokes, so he gets them. But he says odd ones at times. But the youngest one will say, knock, knock. And then who's there? Who's there? And then he's like, uh, lawnmower. And then... Lawnmower who? 
lawnmower went across the road. Oh, cute. <laughs> and, and he's like, and he's just giggling and laughing. And that's awesome. It's you wish there was more of that just um, unscripted silliness that mm-hmm. we can all share and and be grateful. And um, you mentioned something uh, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And do you ever write down what you're grateful for? All the time. You do. Mm-hmm. And when did you start writing down what you're grateful for? Oh, it's been years. I have several. You know, actually, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm funny because I, I do work work in um, the world of technology where I do have a phone and I do have my calendar on that, but I also have a tangible calendar. Um, I love my paper calendar. I'm, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> so in the margin, I actually put what I'm grateful for every day. Uh-huh. I try to put it in there. And then I've switched it because it takes up so much real estate because I'm grateful for a lot of things, even things that are seemingly small. Yeah, but it's a wonderful practice. It helps ground you a little bit and make you feel just because I think we get so consumed with what's wrong with our lives, what's mm-hmm. missing, and it's so silly. Or what is it that I don't have? Yep. Or what is it that I need? And there's a big difference between not so much need. What is it that I want? Mm -hmm. Because you see so much stuff on Facebook or other social media. And it's like, ooh, look at this movie star. And they're wearing these glasses or they have that purse or those shoes. Yes. I need those. But we might tell ourselves that we want that. Mm -hmm. And if we can figure out what we're really grateful for and can express it, some of that stuff goes away. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I think that it's, uh, we're in a world of, you know, consumerism where we need to consume, consume, and we're advertised to all the time on social media with what we're, what we don't have. Um, and I think that it does take a little bit um, of self-control <laughs> to kind of like not click on the ad and not be sucked into something that you need to buy um, and just be grateful for what you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this hot tea that you gave me. I don't oh, think I've welcome. ever had what is a Scottish breakfast tea before. Yeah, I found it a few years ago. I like the Scottish breakfast. It's nice. Yeah. It's really subtle. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's a black tea. Mm. I got it at the grocery store. Stash, I think, is the one that makes it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. it yes. Stash. Well, I... Taylor's. Ah. Of... Harrogate. Harrogate. Actually, Harrogate. my mom lived in Harrogate, oh. Northern England. Oh, okay. So, oh. cool. Yeah, cool. Um, I do have to say this is um, the yogi teas. Mm-hmm. You may notice in not in these cards. Oh no, actually, right here. This is a yogi tea bag. Tag. Oh, they put the little yeah. um, sayings on their tags, don't they? Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my volunteers. Um, she's actually famous in town. Uh, Julie Zeal. Uh-huh. actually donated a ton of those uh, tea bag teas to me, uh, tags to me. Um, she says she she's an avid tea drinker and she collects tea bag teas for me. So I'm like, sweet. So I have to go collect some more from her. But they're really beautiful. Um, and they're just like really sweet little sayings that are positive. And mm-hmm. I usually try to integrate them in my cards. That's, read, that's one I made. <laughs> I'm going to read this one. Plant kindness and gather love. Beautiful. Yeah. But... But think about it. It's that one little action that Julie does to help you out. Mm-hmm. She enjoys tea. She drinks a particular type of tea and enjoys what it says on there, mm-hmm. on the tag from Zen Tea. And she says, I'm going to share this with Heather because yeah. she can spread use this to help spread love. Oh, yeah. It's not complicated. It's not expensive. It's... It's just so simple. And it's recyclable. It's recyclable. Yes. And it's recyclable. <laughs> Repurposed. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. 
so you brought some notes here. I did. It's just, you know, some. I didn't want to go crazy. Um, I did want to just share this with you. So this is actually what people, I can read it out loud if you want. Please. But um, this is actually a card that comes with the, with the cards themselves. And this reads, so I'll just fill it in. But you say, Dear John, someone has requested love be sent to you. They've noticed that you may need a little extra kindness right now. With the love of your community, we've made notes of love with you in mind. Handcrafted especially for you, made with love in Jackson, Wyoming. With love and gratitude, people spread love. And so this is actually, this is an example of um, what they would get when they receive their cards and their letters um, as a way of introducing what this is rather than just an envelope full of cards from people they don't know. It just kind of helps set the stage a little bit with what we're trying to do. I think it's it's wonderful. Uh, and it's makes you feel good. I felt good just hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should totally come to a meet and make and bring your kids because it's, it's, it, it, it re-inspires me every time we have them. Um, and sometimes our, our events are minimal and mm-hmm. some of them are fairly large. The last one we had four kids and probably like six or seven additional adults and it was just it felt so good to be in that room with those people and and so you're having events Mm -hmm. you called it meet and make Mm -hmm. and what is a meet and make so we i bring the supplies i uh generally try to find a host that can provide food and drink you know just you know seltzer water something to snack on like pretzels or something nothing nothing crazy but um a nice space um, if they don't have tables and chairs, I can bring some or, or um, provide some through additional volunteers. But I generally bring my supplies so we can theme it to a specific uh, medium. So this one in particular was with Holly Sage Art. Um, they're both friends and artists in town, um, Erica and Mike. And they, you know, I, I started what's called an art series, artist series, um, where I feature an artist that wants to share their craft and they bring their supplies and I would help, I just help supplement paper, um, paints, that type of thing, um, just to make it happen. And, um, previously we did one with Jenny Downed and, um, she's an amazing mixed media artist and, um, we had one at the art association, but lately because I, I am, um, a mother, uh, I don't have as much time as I used to. Um, so I try to say every other month or so mm-hmm. I'll have an event. Um, and I was really pleased recently last month to be with girls actively participating in the middle school and came to the to, gr- to the girls to talk to them about it and make cards with them. So it's been really, really awesome to see how this organization can serve the community. And I brought my notes to like not forget anything. Um, But our model for the meet and make is not just public, although I organize those public ones, is um, there is a lot of um, participation in schools, like I said, but after school programs like GAP, churches, counseling centers, or just how people want to practice mindfulness in their own lives or in their own household with their children it's very beneficial so again anybody can be a love ambassador you could do it with your your children um, as a way of just like reading the love requests on our website and just asking what they think reflecting on reading that and how it made them feel and what would you like to say to them yeah it's just you know it's a it's a beautiful exercise and 
Um, I still need a lot of practice in, in mindfulness, even though I do have a gratitude journal, even though I run People Spread Love, I still very much need something to ground me and for something um, to remind me of what's important and that people are important and there is still good people out there. There's lots of good people. Yes. Yes. And hopefully with what you're doing, you can get it to where the social platforms and the news platforms want to share more good news than the news that they think sells all the papers. Yes. Or is the most dramatized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I think the news definitely wants to evoke emotion. And I think a lot of the negative news definitely does that. Um, it really gets you enraged. And I think that if we can energize our people to be more activated in the sense of showing compassion and empathy for others. I think that it's far less draining. It's more energizing and it can create positive action rather than negative tearing down um, low energy kind of states that I think that don't serve us in the long term. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well said. We're going to take a quick break for a word from one of the sponsors and we'll be right back. Jackson Hole Marketplace, the little shop south of town with a huge heart. The right place in Jackson Hole to stop for a hot breakfast and coffee or affordable lunch and a smooth beverage. Serving house-made food prepared fresh during the week. Looking for a special Jackson Hole gift to send to someone in town or through the mail? Jackson Hole Marketplace creates custom gift packages ready to ship or deliver. Learn more today at the jacksonholeconnection.com slash jhm. So Heather, we were talking about people spread love and energy and news and information. And you mentioned how you have meet and make events. I also saw on your website potluck. Tell me about the potlucks. Oh, so that is just another way of kind of framing what we do. So it, again, trying to speak to people in the way of how can I do this? So as you, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't know, talk negative ever about Jackson because I love Jackson um, in so many ways, but people tend to be a little flaky. <laughs> if you allow them the choice to not mean go committing? to something, yes. Um, if you allow them the choice not to come to something, they certainly won't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't want to shame anyone, but I want to be able to like reach people that feel like they can't do something and they can't go to an event because god forbid it's snowing or you know something something's up or if they're just feeling low energy you know they can do this on their own at their own time whenever they're whenever it suits them and it's convenient it doesn't take much just paper and pen you know there there's no need so the only thing on that me you know i framed it basically like invite your friends over you know get some stuff at dollar tree there's you know, everybody has to eat. People want to gather and have fun. And maybe your thing isn't seeing complete strangers in a public event, but you're more inept to do something with your family or friends that are really close to you. I want to get people um, energized so they don't feel like they have to make a public event to do something. And that's really all that was, was just a framing. That's that's awesome. And and I don't think it's just a Jackson Hole thing. It, it might be more prevalent just because we're in a small town. <laughs> that's true. But it's just human nature it happens to be that unless people are financially committed to something or have um a burden for for it then a lot of times they don't commit and so yeah yeah 
you you mentioned on your website that you can people can go and read the love requests. Mm -hmm. So I could go read the love requests, have a potluck, and then the, our friends would get together during the potluck and we would write cards mm -hmm. or create something for this individual. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there information posted on the website as far as how to connect with them? As yes. far as their mailing address? So that's public information? That is not public information. Okay. So, um, well, if you... if. Uh, what you could do is click on the who needs love. Um, and then there is a section that says addresses and last names are all hidden uh -huh. um, until you fill out our volunteer confidentiality agreement. Uh -huh. And then I'll give you all the information you need to do it yourself, to okay. send out a parcel yourself. Um, I want people, I don't want this to end with me. I want it to continue um, past me mm -hmm. and have as many people in there doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Um so all I have to do is fill out the volunteer confidentiality agreement. I'll email them back access to the private area so they can send out cards to John or, you know, to Alice. Um, and they would send the parcel and um, I call this um, the card I read to you earlier that kind of introduces what the notes of love are. Um, that's also on the website too for volunteers to print out and um, include in with their letters. How many love of love ambassadors do you have? So the ones that are public on the site, I think we've got probably seven or eight that are appearing on the site now, but there's so much more. Um, there's got to be over a dozen, if not more. You know, it just really depends. I mean, some people are really active and others kind of stop for a little while and then we'll pick up some more. Um, but yeah, I think we have probably in total... I probably want to say we're closer to 30 across the country, and they're all over, but I would have to look and actually calculate that for you, but I'm pretty sure we're about 30. It's such a compounding effect which you're creating because one person receives it, and then they want to share it with others. And so now you've impacted 10, now it's 100, now it's 1,000, next thing you know it's 10,000, 100,000, and it's just a matter of time where it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's as what you're doing with your podcast and creating connection. That's what we're trying to do is it's generate more human connection because we're missing that in a big way. So, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to me. If you wanted to look, there is a um, Instagram post from months ago, but a friend of mine actually, um, her mother received letters from us. She actually saw that the package was at her house unopened on the table and my friend got particularly sad because she's like oh my mom didn't open it and I'm like it has to be when she's ready to open it and months later I received a letter an inspiring quote um, that was on a magnet and it was just the kindest letter that I received in a long time and she wrote it to people spread love not to my to, not to Heather but um she thanked the organization and the people that wrote the letters and said that I waited six months or so until I was ready to open the letters because it wasn't time um, that she was going through something hard and she needed time to process. Um, and I totally respect that. I mean, you know, you receive something that genuine and sweet and kind and some people aren't ready right when they receive it. And that's mm -hmm. okay to take pause. And um, especially if you know what's in there, it's, it can be a little heavy and <laughs> be hard to process that, that those feelings. So it, it can be. Yeah. I can, see that for mm -hmm. sure i also see what you're doing as 
what we can do more of that relates to what used to happen a lot, at least in the town that I grew up in, that we could do more of. And that's where you make a meal for somebody and you just take it over to their house mm-hmm. and you just share it. Yeah. And everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to eat. <laughs> that's right. And I remember at times we would just have food show up at the house and it's like, you know, my mom was raising three kids or, and working and somebody would just show up with something because she was probably having a hard time. And yeah, that was special. Very important because Mm -hmm. everybody has different love languages. I'm hoping with people spread love can be a conduit for people to express other forms of love. Cause I, I try to do random acts of kindness in town and I, I do free hugs on town square around uh, summertime um, at the people's market or I'm sorry, the farmer's market. And I've done it at people's market too, but they're not as receptive at people's. It's more because um, they're all locals and think I'm bizarre that I'm there giving out free hugs, but it's just a way of showing love. And, you know, just there's lots of really random acts of kindness that you can do. You can pay for someone's coffee um, ahead of line from you to just make sure that they're, I don't know, feeling, even if it's random and it's from someone you have absolutely no tie to it's it's kind so um mm-hmm. trying to facilitate that more um i think and actually i don't know if you're familiar with google alerts but you can um get alerted if something passes through the news that's relevant to what you're interested in and every week i have um, google send me random acts of kindness or kindness or spreading love or you know th- you know th- keywords like that to get me like re-inspired and to reshare it and to like spread word on things that are, are kind um, that are happening in all of our communities across the country. Cause there's lots going on. It's just people, news outlets don't typically like to, um, to concentrate on that. Uh, although people love feel good stories. It's not usually that saturated in the news. Mm-hmm. That's right. Had you mentioned everyone has different love languages. Have you ever, there's a book called the five love languages. Have you done the quiz? I have. Yeah. My yeah. wife and I did it together yeah. too. Yeah. What's yours? Do you know? I don't remember, but I did them. Did it. And Good. she and I did. And we were very similar. We weren't 100% the same, but we were very, very similar. And I think it was just the acts. So, for instance, me, the fact that I we take turns making dinner or washing the dishes or... Um, it's not just one person's responsibility to take the kids to school or to drop the kids off. And so we share in that. Mm -hmm. And to her, that was important. And it's important to me as well because it's, we're both have full-time careers Mm -hmm. and that it's less so the gifts for us than it was the, those actions. Mm -hmm. And also for us, it was the touch Mm -hmm. that was important as Mm -hmm. well. I have, it's been a while since I've taken the quiz. I took it uh, before I met my husband, so it's been years, but I always need to refresh on that. Um, I think that I'm a multi, I have multiple love languages, as you described. There's several, so it's not just one necessarily, although I feel like I like, I like touch. Like I like when my husband comes up to me and kisses me and hugs me. That makes me feel good. And when my son does the same, words. <sighs> It just depends because I, I think that I have been uh, in previous relationships that, that weren't healthy. Um, there was a lot of words that were exchanged that weren't genuine. Um, and I think that I, you know, 
I want to be able, if I'm using my words, I want to be intentional and make sure that it's genuine versus just something you say. And as long as there's that authentic self that's being spoken through the words, then I have a harder time with words than I do with um, actual action, Mm -hmm. personally. (laughs) Well, that's why there's different love languages Mm -hmm. and why we're all wired differently very differently and to understand how we're wired differently and to be respectful of what somebody's actions and words are is so important just like the person who received the box but they didn't open it for six months you can't jump to any conclusions that they're not appreciative Mm -hmm. they just weren't ready and i think too many times we jump to we're very quick to jump to conclusions about what somebody else did Mm -hmm. and i know in another episode i've mentioned you know, somebody driving and they cut you off. Well, maybe they got to be at the doctor's office. Or you you read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and Stephen Covey talks about the guy on the subway and his kids are going nuts. And somebody mentions it to him. Hey, can you control your kids? He's like, oh, I didn't notice. I just We just got back from the hospital and their mom died. Oh, gosh. We don't know. So let's not jump to conclusions. And, mm-hmm. You're, what you're doing helps teach people that. Mm-hmm. We have to be compassionate. Yeah, and we need constant reminders, I think. It's just, you know, it's easy, with especially, and I don't want to just say that social media is wrong. There's just, you know, but what we're capable of with something like social media, and it's such a strong platform that we're capable of doing so much good with it. And we've been doing the opposite, I feel like, lately with it. Um, Jumping to conclusions. You know, we'll read an article about something that enrages us just based on the image that was chosen to spread such headlines and or change the headline to match specifically with, you know, what kind of emotion they want to evoke through it. And it's just like, oh, man, we can do so much better than this and not react too quickly without having all the facts, you know, um, or resharing it without knowing for sure. I think we just need to take pause a lot and just go in with a level of, um, okay, like, can we give people the benefit of the doubt? People are not evil. (laughs) right we're kind we we're all once we're children and we all have the ability to make mistakes and get it wrong and we should be able to uh, make amends and be able to forgive one another Mm -hmm. and i agree with the whole cutting off thing that happens way too much by the post office (laughs) um and or someone just you know making a gesture and it just actually happened right as i was getting here and i'm like okay okay you know just like okay you don't know what's going on with their life (laughs) they might be in a rush or having going going through something hard and you have no idea so it's important to like take pause it's it's hard when you're all self-consumed you know we're very Mm -hmm. self-consumed um creatures especially when our regular needs are met we're clothed we have food um, we have shelter so all of those things are met and so because of that I feel like we tend to list off what we don't have and why my life isn't good enough and what I'm missing you know what those wants are that you know we should be listing what we're grateful for and be excited that the sun came up and that you know, that you can wake up and enjoy it and have a cup of tea and mm-hmm. have good conversations. That's so, right. Yeah. You mentioned mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Do you go through some mindfulness practice? So I'm actually part of a really 
cool group of women um, at St. John's Episcopal Church called Mindfulness for Mamas. And they meet once a month. And actually this Wednesday, they're going to be, I don't know, I apologize for not knowing what the subject matter is, but it's um, conversations and usually a speaker comes and you bring your own food and you listen to somebody, um, you know, generally women, but a way of kind of bringing us in into a mindfulness state, um, either as um, a mother or a caregiver um, that, you know, just again, bringing forth mindfulness so you're not so you know, the brain chatters so much. (laughs) There's so much chatter going on as we speak. Um, And it's just really, really easy to not, um, to forget constantly about what that looks like. So I actually do go to those events for Mindfulness for Mamas. And it's just a way we we enter the space, bring our own food. um, And there's just women from um, the Jackson community that sit have lunch together, listen to a speaker. We meditate together for the first, I would say, first couple of minutes to kind of open up the space. But it's um, no judgment. We talk about what's hard um, being a mother or caregiver and, um, you know, just feeling kind of guess reminding ourselves again, kind of what we're kind of um, circling around as far as the humanity piece is realizing that we're all human beings and that we're all flawed and we're going to feel frustrated being a mother or frustrated being a caregiver and that that's okay and that we can I don't know organize feel less alone as humans that are flawed (laughs) so yeah mindfulness practice there's lots of that I try to to utilize there's actually a book called momfulness which is really cool um it's a series of stories um from I believe her name is Denise Roy who writes it she's wonderful um but I've probably checked out that book more than three times at the public library but it just again gives you exercises gets you things to read about think about reflect on so I like stuff like that cool (laughs) thank you what about things for men so it's exactly the same thing and so I have been more plugged into um, groups for women, but I do know that um, Jimmy Jimmy Bratz is doing um, Jimmy Bartz. Sorry, I'm really horrible. Um, is has what's called Mantle, um, and it's a, a men's group that is a mindfulness men's group, which is fantastic. I don't know. I know they're only open to men. Um, which which makes it a men's group, but he, they just recently had one that was specific to men and women, um, and I I was so so sad that I couldn't make that last month, but it has the ability to kind of um, I think it was the rea- it was honestly a response to the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. um, how men can be allies of women, and I just think that's beautiful, and Jimmy's been doing a fantastic job with the community in that sense, in in several senses, but. I, you know, again, that's a, that's a really fabulous group for men specifically. It opens conversation. You can be a little uncomfortable, have uncomfortable conversations and have no judgment kind of going in there with feeling comfortable being a little uncomfortable. I know that sounds, it sounds silly because I think I've said that a bunch of times, um, even in workout classes, I'm like, we're going to feel comfortably uncomfortable. I'm like, <laughs> oh God, but it's true. I think that that's how we grow as human beings is being mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable. That's right. 
you do have to step out of your, your comfort zone and reaching out to those people that you disagree with to have a conversation because there's some thread of commonality in there and it's a matter of, can you find it? Oh yeah. And it's so important to do that. Heather, this has been awesome time spending with you and I appreciate what you're doing, not just for the community here, but the country and internationally how this can spread globally. It's such, it, it's so small right now and it's going to grow into a bigger light. Oh yeah. I, and honestly, even if it can just inspire someone to do something that speaks to them Mm -hmm. a little bit more, um, it doesn't have to be in the confines of what I started. It, It really doesn't matter. However, people want to run with it and take it, um, and do it in the fashion that speaks to them, resonates with them. I think that that's more important than anything. Yeah. Um, passing the messaging rather than taking ownership over something that, that has no owner. Mm-hmm. So, How do people reach out to you if they want to connect with you? So they can go to our website at peoplespreadlove.com. And yeah, they can click on the email button up below. We have social media. I'm currently the only one managing social media and the website but yeah they can reach me like that I'm very easy to to, and very receptive to ideas that the community has because I am one person and have envisioned it a certain way but I'm completely open to how people want to I don't know exercise their mindfulness and um, spreading love and in the community that they want to exercise those muscles I love it awesome Well, thank you for the great work that you're doing and keep it up. Thank you It was great to see you today, Heather. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. To learn more about Heather and how you can spread love, please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com episode number 72. I really do love hearing from my listeners and subscribers. So if you have feedback or suggestions, send an email to me, connect at jacksonholeconnection.com. If you're a member, please visit the jacksonholemarketplace.com to see our sponsor. And if you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, please share it with some friends. There's a lot of great people out there who could use a little bit of inspiration. I could not create this podcast without the support of my lovely wife, Laura, my boys, Lewis and William, my editor, Michael Morey, musical director, Luke Taylor, and marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of The Jackson Hole Connection.